Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of Journey Heart to Heart Podcast. I'm Erica Ann Williams. Hey, y'all. This is Larissa Y. Warner. And you guys, Journey Heart to Heart Podcast is a believers of is a podcast for believers of all ages who desire encouragement, support, and spiritual growth on their Christian journey. Here, Larisha and I will share open, honest, and vulnerable conversations aimed to inspire, empower, and equip you to pursue your God-given destiny. So Larisha, what are we going to be doing today? What are we going to be talking about in today's episode? So y'all, today we had welcomed a great guest, Mr. Sharvis Witted, and we had a conversation about holiness. Now, y'all, this is a great episode. You you do not want to miss it. We had a great time talking with him about his Christian walk, his journey. But one of the things that we uh, spent a lot of time on talking about was discipleship. That was one of my favorite moments in having a conversation about being able to go back out and reach and catch and teach other people about the gospel of Jesus Christ. So if you um, are an individual who desire to walk that life of live a life of holiness, this is going to be the episode for you. Hi, everyone. I'm Erica. Hey, y'all. And I'm Larisha. And we are back for another episode of Journey Heart to Heart podcast. So Larisha, we have a very special guest with us today. I'm so excited. Are you excited? I'm excited. It's a long time coming. We're going to have a good conversation today. We are, you guys, we are so excited to introduce to you Sharvis Witted, y'all. So how this all broke down, I connected with Sharvis years ago on Instagram, and I was really like truly inspired and amazed by the work that he was doing for Christian creatives, um, and he really had a passion for worship, uh, and so y'all already know a little bit about my testimony and how, you know, I've kind of been um, in the background with, with worshiping and really allowing the Lord to use me in that area. But his, his, his content is so inspirational. Um, and so I connected with him on there and we just continued to support one another's ministries. And so Sharvis, I just want to welcome you. Thank you so much for joining us on today. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm excited and honored to be here. No problem, no problem. So we want to go ahead and jump right into this episode. Um, Charvis, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, I sure can. So I am a native of a little town called Deland, Florida. It's uh, right uh, by Daytona Beach. So I'm from Central Florida, born and raised there into a family of worship leaders. I'm actually a third generation uh, worship leader. So I grew up in a household where all of us had to try. And uh, I'm actually, I'm a twin. I have a twin brother. Um, He went the graphic arts route, uh, but I was the son that really grabbed hold uh, to it. And uh, by the time I was nine, I was already in church playing. By the time I was in middle school, I was directing my own choirs, high school, writing songs, recording. Then I went to Florida State, um, did not major in music um, because um, the type of music program they had there was not what I was led to. And that's actually when I got led to uh, biblical studies. Of course, Florida State is a secular university, so it was more religious studies. But I focused my uh, study on Judeo-Christian stuff, so Hebrew, Greek, and all that kind of thing. And while I was there, you know, I did the Florida State Gospel Choir thing. I played with that choir, toured with them for a while. And uh, then I got married when I was there serving in the ministry. I was in Tallahassee, goodness, almost too long. My goodness, I was there for 15 years. So I got married to my beautiful wife of now 17 years. And um, yeah, but have been serving in worship ministry the whole time. And um, and really the 
the summary of what I love about creative arts ministry, I do like writing songs. I do that. I work actually working on my project now. I've told you about that. I'm working on my own, my first recording project, but my true passion for worship ministry is not the singing part or the playing part. It is the discipleship component that I often think is missing. And that's not to demean skill or singing. I love all of that stuff. But the years that I've served in music ministry and worship ministry, um, I've just found a sweet spot that the Lord has given me to actually take musicians and creatives and to help shape and disciple the part of them that has nothing to do with them actually singing or playing the instrument. It's their own walk with the Lord. So, um, so I'm happy to be here and I uh, just want to keep serving God in that lane in the kingdom. That's awesome, man. I did not realize that you were a twin. That is so cool. I sure am. Uh -huh. I always wanted a twin. How is it? Is it? <laughs> did you it, enjoy it's it? Cool. Okay. It's cool. As we've gotten older, we look more alike, uh -huh. um, but our names are very close. Um, mm -hmm. It's just one letter off, so that caused a lot of problems. Oh, wow. Up, people <laughs> paperwork at Florida State High School. So, But it's a good experience. It's a unique relationship, for sure. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, so y'all went to college together as well, too? Oh, yeah. Yeah. We oh, didn't wow. split up until after college. We were together. That's, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. But um, it, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned, I mentioned, I'm glad you mentioned your passion about um, just discipleship and coming from a pure place in worship, because uh, that was something that, again, like I said earlier, just really drew me to you because it wasn't that surface level, like, hey, if you're a worship leader, this is what you need to do. But you were really concern about one's lifestyle and ensuring that they were walking that walk as well as talking that talk. Um, yeah. And so that leads us to, you know, kind of what we're going to be discussing today about holiness. Um, Larisha, did you have anything that you wanted to, to add? No, I'm, I'm looking forward to delve in because when you mentioned the uh, that you are worship leader. And I know that's so important as worship leaders to, to live a lifestyle of holiness. Like that's a huge thing. Like you are charged with setting the atmosphere, you know, gathering uh, the congregants together to worship God. So I guess from your perspective, how important it is for a worship leader um, to cultivate that type of relationship outside of the four walls of the church and so forth. It's very important. Um, one of the things that I have learned myself, and it, it, there's one thing to have a moment in a, in a local setting. It's another thing to bring something to that moment. Um, so you're almost bringing a lifestyle to a moment versus living any kind of way, right? And then coming into that moment and trying to conjure up something. Um, so I always tell my choir now that we don't come trying to start something, we come bringing something. We just bring together what we've all been doing. And it makes a tremendous difference. You're worshiping God from a place of relationship. I, I, I walk with you, God. So when I come here, it's kind of like David, I sing for you in the pasture. Now I'm in the king's court, but nothing has changed. I still worship you. So yeah, I, I think that's one of the reasons why that's important to do that. Amen. That is good. That is good. So we're going to jump right into it. We got to know a little bit about you, Charvis, and know your background. And um, we have touched on living a lifestyle of holiness. And so that's really what we want this conversation to really just, um, just dive in today and discuss it. So um, can you please share um, for any new believers in the faith, what does that phrase to walk in holiness mean? Yeah. So for anyone who is new in the faith, 
simply put, to walk in holiness means to you're living in such a way that's pleasing to God. And I'll put it this way to be, be more specific, because one of the things that can make that difficult, it seems like a daunting task, right? Um, but it's not something that you're going to do through your own strength. And I'm quite sure that we're going to touch on this a bit later, because I want to talk about it a little bit when we get there, the difference between positional holiness and and the power to walk in holiness um they go together and um and so one of the most important things on the subject of, of holiness is to realize that you've been put in a position because of your unity with christ to be able to do that and you've also been given somebody called the holy spirit to help you do that and i think that's one of the biggest things you got to help a young believer understand that you have a helper you can't do this in your own strength you have a helper but that's pretty much what it means i'm going to live in a way that's pleasing to god but not in my own strength through the power of the Holy Spirit. That's how you do it. Amen. I agree. I remember I was just speaking to someone about that and they had to remind me as a mature believer, like, hey, Larisha, you still have to realize that you can't do this walk or this journey alone. You are no longer in control. You literally have to let the Holy Spirit lead and guide you as you go through this journey. So I appreciate you for bringing that point up about the importance of you're not in this by yourself anymore. You don't have to face this journey called life alone. So yeah. So I appreciate that. So I have another question for you, Charvis. Um, what do you believe are some misconceptions um, about that the church has about the topic of holiness? Well, one, I think the biggest misconception is number one, that holiness is something that you work yourself into. Um, so I, you've been in church, be holy, be holy, be holy. But the question when it comes to discipleship, which is my sweet spot, how do I do that? Um, because if you keep telling me, be holy, the God is holy for you, be holy, you know, and Mount Sinai, fire, smoke, bah, bah, you know, that, that kind of thing. And um, but then when I go and actually try to execute that in my life and I keep falling, I keep failing, but I'm trying to do what you're telling me to do. Um, that's one of the biggest misconceptions, because we get ourselves in an endless cycle. And I've been there. Funny story. It's funny to me now. You know, I remember, you know, I had a habit in my life. I was trying to break in my 20s and um, I kept trying. I kept trying. I couldn't break it. It got to a point where in my apartment, I put notes up everywhere. Don't think that way. Don't think that way. And none of it ever worked because I was trying to live for God in my own strength. OK, and so so you, you got it. You can tell people how to cook the cake, but you need to show them the ingredients to make that cake. OK, so I, I think that's one of the biggest misconceptions. And we get people into a cycle of failure. And we have to realize that the reason you're failing is because you're trying to live for God without him. You can't do that. You need his help. That's good, man. I'm glad you brought that up because that's one thing that I tell people, the more you focus on the thing that you don't want to do, the easier it's gonna, you're going to find yourself doing it. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of times we like what we focus on is what we become like you be you um. I, it was, what is the thing I always say? You become what you behold. So behold the father. And so mm -hmm. it's like you said, we have to partner with the Holy Spirit and allow him to lead us. And when he does tell us to do something, we have to be obedient and do it. Oh yeah, this is good. All right. And so um, what do you think that churches can do to better equip believers in understanding the importance of living a lifestyle of holiness. Yeah, and it's gonna sound real simple. It is to get back to, get out, let me start this way, get away from church, 
let's get to discipleship and kingdom. Okay. Let's actually stop all the shows, stop all this stuff, stop all the, the, the un, what I would call in a lot of cases, unnecessary things that we do to fill up time so that people can come and hear a word, clap and shout, have a good time. But when they leave, they have not been really fed something that's really going to help them to actually live for Christ. So let's get back to simple discipleship, you know. So, for example, I'll give you an example of this, uh, sis, is, you know, for example, you read the book of Corinthians and a lot of Paul's letters, and he always calls people saints. And that word in the original language is hagios. And so, like, you read the book of 1 Corinthians, right? Man, they were a mess. I mean, them people were a mess. If you read that book, I mean, I mean, Y'all don't have to tell y'all. I mean, they were doing some crazy stuff, but it's amazing that Paul was aware of that. But how does he introduce the letters? Hagia, saints. So one of the first things that you realize about being a saint is the first thing about being holy is you are put into a position of holiness in Christ. You're made holy. Okay. So one of the first things I would tell people is because you are in Christ, his holiness has been put onto you. Okay. So automatically you learn up front that I'm holy, not because of what I did. I'm holy because of what, who did Jesus I'm holy. So that's one of the first things I would help people to understand. And again, this is kind of basic discipleship because a lot, a lot of people know how to do church. We know how to sing in the choir. We know how to sell the chicken dinners and I'm not saying that stuff is wrong. We can do those kind of things, but how do I actually live and what does it mean to be in Christ and how do I actually do that? And you'll discover that, it is the power that comes from Christ and cooperating with the Holy Spirit that helps me to live that way. But that starts with understanding my position. I mean, how many times in Paul's letters does he use this phrase, in Christ, in Christ, seated with him above? So you're in unity with Christ. And because of that, you've been made holy, but now you got to actually renew your mind so you can learn how to walk that out. But I'm not trying to walk it out to become it. No, I am that because Christ made me. He is my sanctification. So it's things like that. Really getting back to the scriptures, right? And showing people what the Bible actually says about these things, renewing our minds so we can walk them out. Yeah. I'm sorry, y'all started preaching. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. You did. I'm, I'm over here taking notes. Amen. Pass the offering plate, please. <laughs> <laughs> No, that was so good. I, I like the topic because we've been talking a lot about discipleship. What do you think, um, Charvis, from your perspectives that churches can do to kind of help even with evangelizing outside of the church? Because, you know, a lot of times people mm -hmm. will say, well, this person has already been a part of the faith for years. They may have transitioned to another church. But what churches, what do you think are some ways that churches can do to um, better equip even their membership to go out and evangelize and discipleship and so forth? Yeah, um, that's fun. I was actually uh, having a conversation with this with someone the other day. Um, and, you know, I, I, I keep saying the same thing, but you, you kind of have to get back to what Jesus did. And one of the things about discipleship, because you're just you're talking about how you equip believers in Christ to actually go back out and do the same thing. And, and let's think about Jesus. Right. Jesus took 12 men and we know there were some others, but those 12 primary men. And he let them walk with him and watch him and for three years. And so I think sometimes we may be in a hurry sometimes to get people plugged into church to start doing stuff. Go, go join the choir. Go, go join this. Go do that. And what happens is church activity becomes what we call discipleship. That ain't discipleship. That's, that's church activities. And so now people think that living for God means 
I, I come to choir rehearsal. But then those are those same people a lot of times that are in this cycle of unholiness. They can't, they can't live because they haven't been taught. So if you go to the book of Acts, for example, when those people got saved at the Pentecost, you read the text and it tells you very clearly that they were found at the feet of the apostles being taught in fellowship. So they were learning from these men who had walked with Christ themselves. So you see the apostles repeating this same cycle. We're not going to throw you out here doing stuff. Activity is a part of it, but you got to actually disciple people, take your time, break things down, slump it to them and actually show them how to walk it out. And then let people walk with you because it's one thing for you to tell me, uh, for example, you can lay hands on the sick and they recover, but Jesus didn't do that. He would say, you can do that. Watch me do it. Now I want you to come out with me and you do it. And so actually there's a walk that has to happen because by the time Jesus left these guys, they had a pretty good example to follow, which is why a lot of times you saw them doing the same thing that he did. So I think, I think there's a patience that has to be there and just reprioritizing things to where it's not about church activity and busyness. It's about what did Jesus really want us to do? He said, make disciples so they can go out and do what I did. That's really what he wants. We're the body of Christ, right? So it's Jesus all over again. We're supposed to be a repeat of his hands and his feet. Well, we got to do what he did. We got to actually disciple people and teach them how to do that. So, yeah. Amen. That's so good. Larisha, that was a good question. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, because, yeah, that's, man, I attended a church where the saying was, you guys go out and invite people to the church. And just like even what you were saying, invite them. They're going to join a ministry. You can find your place where you can serve in the church, different things like that. But as far as even um, having members understand what salvation is, what mm -hmm. it truly is, to, mm -hmm. in a way that they can then go and tell someone else to get mm -hmm. someone else to, um, you know, accept the Lord uh, Jesus as their Lord and Savior, um, even understanding, like we're having this discussion on holiness, understanding what that truly is, um, understanding how to study the Bible, how to study the word and not just read it where you read a scripture and then you go on and you forget what you just read, but actually meditate on the word. Right. There is a yeah. difference. Mm -hmm. And then even how to hear from God and yeah. to discern the voice of God from any other distraction like that those things really need to be to be taught and I, I believe there is a move of God to call calling us back to discipleship mm -hmm. in churches and and that's something that I am seeing a lot more churches now are saying okay I have this discipleship program like um for for our members um, and specifically, I was really happy to see this uh, church that I'll be joining um, next month in March. They have a discipleship program for their youth um, mm -hmm. and they teach them everything from salvation, like understanding what salvation is all the way into going and now sharing, you know, um, Jesus with others. Like, I, I mean, they break it down. It's I want to say it's probably like a 10, 10 week program. Um, and they're just, they have a different topic each week and they have me coming in to speak about purity. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's definitely needed. Um, and mm -hmm. I really appreciate everything that you said to, to help bring it back. Amen. 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 That this is, this is a good, this is a good episode. I'm excited about this. This is one we want to go back and listen to it again. Um, Charvis, what are some tips that you can share with our listeners about living a life of holiness? Yeah. Um, well, the first tip is kind of something I've already said a few times. Number one, um, once you become a believer in Christ, just realize that 
all these things that you are now, righteousness, justified, all these great terms that if you don't know, you need to be discipling and learn these things. These things that are kind of like the Magna Carta of our faith, things that you just need to know. Um, because when you get saved, something real actually happened. And one of those things is that Christ recreated you, you're a new creature. And you literally are holy now. When, when, God, when God sees you, he sees Jesus. That's literally what has happened. And so, so the first tip is, accept that accept that when you accept christ now you are it's, it's not jesus and you it's us now there's a unity there okay so that's the first thing the second thing is and i said this a few times is that just like when you got saved you could not bring yourself into that position on your own you couldn't do it right so paul talks about how the old testament the law ten commandments all that stuff that we read about that stuff, he says, was a teacher. It was a tutor. And what it taught us was, it said, this is all the stuff you got to do to be holy, okay? And what you figure out is, man, we can't do that. So we can't meet God's standard on our own. So that showed us that we needed something outside of ourselves to be holy and to be righteous. And that thing is Jesus Christ. But that's not just the position that you get into. It's also the power to live it, right? So, so the second thing is understand that the power to live pure, right? And to live holy. If you try to do that on your own, I promise you, you're going to fail. You're going to fail. But Jesus said, I've given you a helper, a paraclete. And so what I learned, like the story I told earlier, when I was writing all these notes and telling myself, don't do that, I realized that I'm trying to do what God wants me to do in my own strength. So what I had to begin to do is I had to begin to cooperate with the spirit, to walk with the spirit, to make a very conscious decision. OK, you know what? I'm going to stop entertaining the thing that was feeding my flesh. I'm going to turn that off because, listen, until we get that glorified body, you got to deal with this old man. You got to deal with it, man. He ain't going anywhere. OK. And, and so and if you try to deal with the old man in your own strength, guess what? You're trying to use the old man to beat the old man. You can't beat the flesh with the flesh. You got to use the spirit. So again, what I've learned is I sow into the spirit. I walk with God. I prayed more. And then what I started happening is it ain't that the old man didn't go away. It's that the reality of him being buried became real in my walk. This stuff is buried. He don't have as much power now. So that thing that had me bound, the power was broken because I began to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. Paul says that God works in us. He works in us to will and do. So that means that we have to cooperate with him. So those would be two key things. And, and the third thing is just mind your surroundings. Um, who, who do you have around you? You know, who is talking to you? Yes, there are going to be times where we need to be light, all right, in darkness, okay? But you got to be real about where you at. Just to be honest about it, okay? All right, you, you got to be real, okay? So, and, you know, and if that person or that thing was a trigger to the flesh, before, you might not be ready to bring that person out. You might need to draw a line and kind of stay away for a while. And, and so be very careful about who is around you. You know, I'm very particular about who gets close to me. I love everybody, but it's hard to earn trust with me. It's very hard. OK. And so I want people around me that love me enough to tell me, bro, you, you did wrong. I want people around me that I can call and say, hey, man, I'm struggling with this impure thought, man. I'm struck this specific thought. I'm struggling with this. I need you to know this so you can hold me to the carpet so you can call me next week and ask me because sometimes if, if we isolate, 
and, and get by ourselves. You know, the Bible says that we shouldn't forsake the assembly of ourselves because when we do that, we stimulate each other to good works and we encourage each other to live holy. Um, so, so those are just three things. You know, number one, know who you are in Christ. Know that you don't work for holiness. He made you holy. Number two, realize that the power to walk this out comes when you cooperate with the Holy Spirit and walk with him. And number three, just watch out who around you. Keep some holy folk around you who love you enough to call you out and to encourage you and to keep you going. So those are three practical things that have personally helped me to overcome things that had me bound for years. Yes, I can I can definitely attest to the community, the need for community and the yes. need for a wise counsel, not just people who aren't trying to live that lifestyle, but people who are really serious, who've been there, who made it through, who overcame by the power of the Holy Ghost. Um, because yeah, like you try to, like you said, you try to walk that thing on your own. Um, oftentimes, even with shame, shame will, will try to prevent you from from reaching out and letting somebody know really what's going on. But we can, we are all, we can help each other. We're not meant to do this thing on our own. So thank you, thank you. I agree. I second that. Um, just the power of community. I know from my experience, my walk. I was probably one in my group of circle of friends who actually had really took this journey very, very seriously, um, but I didn't have the community in the beginning. So it literally was me and the Holy Spirit walking this journey um, together, but it was when I began to open up and speak out. He led me to a community who could help me uh, as I continue to move forward. So I definitely agree with all the tips that you shared. Yeah. you so um Charvis, this is going to be our final final question for you do you have anything any final words any words of encouragement that you can leave with our listeners i do um i would say that one of the things you have to wrestle with because i've been there and um you, you have these things you find yourself wrestling that are right counter opposite of uh, holiness right and um there, there is such guilt and condemnation that the enemy of our souls can, can thrust at us, those fiery arrows, right? And so while, you know, God is a holy God, the thing that's beautiful about God, and we see this perfectly in Jesus Christ, the book of Hebrews says that Jesus Christ, he is the exact representation of who God is, how God feels about us. You ever want to know what God the Father is like? Look at Jesus. And on the cross of Jesus Christ, we see a lot of things intersect. We see God's holiness, his justice, but also we see something else, his love. And what I would say to you is never run away from God. Never run away from God. You might fall short, okay? You might fall short, but never make the mistake that Adam, Adam made, he hid. Because in darkness, that's the devil's territory there. That's his territory. That's where he rules. You've been transferred out of the kingdom of darkness into his light, okay? And in that place, there is conviction there is chastening, but remember that God never chastens us to destroy us. He does it to correct us and to restore us. So even if you fall short, always remember that God's love is far. Is, I can't describe it. If you don't know how much God loves you, go watch the case of Christ and watch how Lee Strobel describes the pain and agony that Jesus Christ went through. And the Bible says he did that to demonstrate how much he loves us. So even if you fall short, that holy God, he wants you back. He convicts you because he wants you back. So never run from him, run to him, and he'll help you walk in holiness. He'll help you because he loves you. 
Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. That was, that encouraged me. I, I just enjoy our talks that we have. We always, you know, are able to really just go into these deep discussions and, and really just, yeah, I, I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for joining us. We would like to ask you, how can our listeners get in touch with you. I know they are excited. I know that they, they want to hear more from you because I'm left on the edge of my seat. So how can they connect with you? The be- I, I'm on Instagram, Facebook, but the best way to reach me is just to go to my website. And there's a link to all of my sites. So that is back, the number two worship.com. So that's B-A-C-K, the number two worship dot com there you can access uh brief bio you can access my podcast show i'm actually gearing up for season two now and uh, you also can find uh links to all of my social media uh sites and from there you can kind of connect with me and um and go from there yeah well amen again thank you so much Jarvis, for joining us today I know that our listeners are going to be blessed by this episode. I'm personally blessed by the conversation uh, that we had today about holiness and I'm going to share it with my friends. So yes, I'm excited. Uh, Thank you so much for joining us today on this episode. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thank you, Charvis. And you guys, thank you so much for tuning into this episode. If you have any questions, please, please, please feel free to reach out to us at info at journeyhearttoheart.com. Also, if you have um, any, any future topics that you would like for us to discuss on our podcast or any guests that you would like for us to interview, you can also send us an email at the address that I've just provided. And feel free to follow us on our Instagram and Facebook accounts at Journey Heart to Heart. We appreciate you guys. We are so excited. Season five is just chugging along. It's been amazing. And again, thank you so much for your support. And y'all, please don't forget to subscribe to that YouTube channel. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Again, thank you all so much. And until next time, take care. Take care. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Journey Heart to Heart podcast. We are so grateful that you decided to join us on this journey and would love to connect with you. Follow us on IG at Journey Heart to Heart. To learn more about upcoming events and suggest topics for future episodes, visit our website at www.journeyhearttoheartpodcast.com. Stay tuned for our next episode. We are now streaming on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Until next time, take care.